This is Glistening Particles, and I'm Jane, your host. I like to hear inspiring stories from people that I barely know and share them with you, and that's what we do here. I never know how it's going to go. I never know what they're going to say, but it's always a good story. In this episode, I'm speaking with Karina Stevens, a modern-day alchemist from Australia. We'll talk more about that in the episode. I can tell you this, she's absolutely delightful. If you aren't uplifted after listening to this, I don't know what it'll take. She's also clever because she found herself in a situation where things were getting kind of tough and she figured her way out of it. So enjoy listening to Karina's story, and we'll talk more at the end. Hi, Karina. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Jane. Thanks for having me. I'm pretty excited to have you here. I want to give you a fair warning, though, okay? So I just had my office and studio painted, which is pretty exciting. It's like a really bright purple. But it's possible that there's a little bit of paint fumes going on in here right now. (laughs) So this should be a really happy little pretend coffee session we're having. (laughs) So it could go anywhere, depending on how much you've breathed in. I know. And I even got like the non-VOC or whatever it is that's not supposed to have it, but... I'll tell you, I can still smell it. So there's probably a little bit of that going on. Um, so just uh, if it gets too weird or too uh, crazy, we'll have to like reschedule. <laughs> I think we'll be fine. It'll just be more fun than than any other coffee, fake coffee session that I've had here. So Absolutely. I'm trying to think where I first discovered you, if it was on Instagram or on Facebook. I think it was Instagram, though. Instagram, yeah, we've been doing a lot of work with Instagram. So I think I took my followers from 100 to 3,000 in two weeks. Oh my gosh, how did you do that? Um, I'm, I've been working with a, um, a guy in London who, who does Instagram stuff. So he's got this magic formula and, um, and he said, give, uh, like, I'm just starting my business. Will you give me a free trial? And I said, absolutely. And then I'm like, okay, I'm in. <laughs> okay. So does he want another free trial? Because I would be happy to be one of his guinea pigs. Yeah, I'll pass on his details. Oh, definitely. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Show success. We can move on now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, I found you on Instagram and saw the kind of work you were doing and the holistic work you were doing and the stressless revolution and so why, like all the things that you do, especially, okay, so here's the things that made me jump and want to know you. Um, I loved your phrase of the modern day alchemist, mm-hmm. because I think that we all have some of that magic still living within us from the days of where alchemy is what we relied on, you know? Absolutely. And then I loved the um, the term, I would like to use this somehow in my life, um, soulpreneur. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. That's so good. And then um, holistic life junkie. And I call myself a Lala, which I think means the same thing. I think the terms could be interchangeable. But all of these things definitely brought caught my attention. And 
I also liked that you have a passion for longevity because if anyone you anyone that I know talked with you, they would say that's all she talks about anymore is how we can change our brain science and our body and our DNA and our genes. And um, so I was really excited to hear more about what you're doing. And um, why don't you explain for our audience kind of what your whole package is of what you do? Because it's a lot. Yeah. It, it is. It's. It's so. It covers so many areas. I guess. Um, well, as far as what I'm passionate about. I mean, I believe if we do what we're passionate about and we can make a living from it, then we've hit the jackpot, basically. Mm-hmm. So, so what I'm passionate about is is health and wellness, but not just from a mediocre like that the thing is that health is not just the absence of disease it's it's that we have an exuberance for life and 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 we have our purpose and we're on fire and on track and and to be able to move into our older years with having still that intact i don't believe we have to get old and decrepit and and we blame everything on we're getting old or I've lost my memory i'm getting old or I can't move as fast I'm getting old I don't believe that has to happen to us um, in such a huge way that it's happening in society at the moment I believe if if we really look at what we're eating what we're putting into our bodies and on our bodies and and how we're we're living we can we can slow that down we can just um yeah have that vibrancy in our older years as well and i'm also passionate about personal development and growth and and i love Mm -hmm. speaking about that i've been um into that myself for over 20 years and looking at why we do what we do even though we know what we know and and how our thoughts can really um, determine how we live our life and, and what we manifest in life. So I'm passionate about that as well. And and so I get, when I was creating my blog, I'm like, okay, what do I want it to be about? And I really want to help people, um, I guess, for me it was about slowing down mm-hmm. because, um, that's usually the opposite uh, of what we like people think, don't you think? I yes, mean, this is like so much absolutely. to unpack. This is so much to unpack of what you said so far. Like I think when we for me, when I get to that point where I felt like, oh, I wasted a lot of time not really doing what I love and not trying to, you know, uh, hang on to my vitality and my youth and all of this, my like my energy and my my health. And now I need to go really fast and catch up. Do you think that people, yeah. I think that's what happens to a lot of people. Yes, absolutely. It happened to me. Um, I, in 2012, my husband and I moved to a property and we have a training and development company. So we specialize in, in sales, customer service, leadership. And, and that's my husband's sort of business. He facilitates that around the world. And and when we were moving to this property, we wanted to run our sort of corporate personal development programs from there and it it used to be a um a massage place as well and my background was a personal trainer and a massage therapist and I'm like and I'm such an entrepreneur and I see opportunity everywhere mm-hmm. and so it, I'm like let's just open a day spa <laughs> and um, it kind of took over our lives 
But um, it was so good to get my hands back into something and and create something from 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 scratch, like making a baby. And um, and so after I set these goals because I'm such a very driven person, very mm-hmm. goal orientated, and I set a goal that I wanted to. Um, win an award like the industry award for best day spa and and so it was such an out there goal like big huge bodacious goal well and And you're in um, a pretty big country there so like you are you talking about the win the award for all of australia or win australasia oh my gosh that's a pretty pretty big award yeah that's out there that's like that was my goal yeah and we achieved that goal within eight months of opening. Are you serious? How did that happen? I don't know. <laughs> because What was I, the magic sauce of your day spa? I think everybody needs to know this. <laughs> um, I acted as if from the beginning, mm-hmm. like setting setting this business up from very from the very start, I acted as if we were award winning. So I I looked at what the um, people were doing in the industry that were um, leaders in their field, and I just I took what I loved about that and what I could mold into my own business mm-hmm. and and every like my business plan and my um, policy procedure and everything was was like we we were we were so little like we only had three massage rooms but I acted as if we had a hundred <laughs> and so the policy manual was 400 pages long but I'm just like I'm gonna live it from the start mm-hmm. and then and and my focus was on my 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 guest my guest was everything and I would go through what they experienced at every second so I was always looking at what are they seeing from their point of view mm-hmm. and my biggest thing too was, was to get rid of the stress that they came to the spa with because I wanted them walking away with no stress so I'm thinking well what would stress them out when they got here and like little things like we had a really huge tricky driveway they had to drive up mm-hmm. so I said okay I want the staff member to greet them as soon as they get out the car door because they're already they're stressed out from having to drive up this huge driveway. <laughs> but having that staff member there to direct them where to go and sit them down and start to build rapport, so everything like that was to st- reduce the stress. Right, because that, that disrupts so, that disrupts it right there on the spot. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. So, so um, that... Um, that was my big goal and um, we achieved that. But then in January 2012, I was um, diagnosed with um, stage 2 adrenal fatigue. Like I thought something was wrong leading up to it. My mm-hmm. energy levels were were not there. Um, I was feeling overwhelmed. Um, there was, you know how, right. Jane, you just know intuitively that something's wrong. Yes, absolutely. And and so I um, took myself to an um, integrated GP and, and we did our, the saliva test for hormones and everything. And the week that I got the test back, um, my spa manager had resigned with a week's notice. Ooh. My... Um, 
my father was diagnosed with cancer. My father-in-law was died, had went into hospital with heart failure and nearly passed away. And we were in huge financial issues. We got a letter from the accountant. And so all those things were happening. I was under major stress and I went in to get the results of the test. And she said, you have stage two adrenal fatigue. You need to reduce your stress and rethink your lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> That's easier said than done. How do I do that? Right. But, um, but I was like a dog with, with a bone. I'm like, I'm not going, I want to know how I got this, why I got this and how do I get rid of it? Mm-hmm. And, and so I say I, I contracted Bosomoko. <laughs> and, and for me, that means I was just literally burnt out, stressed out, maxed out, and then checked out. Oh, that's a good. It <laughs> sounds like a lot better than it is when you say both. Was it Bosomoko? Bosomoko. Yeah, that sounds like a that sounds like a party on a beach. Not like <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's the cure for it. That's what it is. <laughs> burnt out, stressed out, maxed out, and checked out. And and it's literally there's there's so many people today feeling the same way that I was feeling like because we live in such a fast-paced ASAP rat race Mm -hmm. and we're just go 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 like there's no there's no stopping there's no pausing and and we're just our nervous systems are so highly stimulated and our internal organs are just getting burnt out and and so when I was researching what do I need to do to heal from this, it wasn't that I just looked at the physical. I also looked at the emotional and the spiritual as well. Mm, and good thinking. to me, you can't separate them. Mm-hmm. And I, I've done a lot of Louise Hay's work. Have you heard of Louise Oh, absolutely. Hay? Yep, Hay House, yeah. definitely. Yes. Yeah. So I've done her um, teacher training with Heal Your Life. And so I knew that there was an emotion. I need to look at the emotional mm-hmm. cause as well and not just the physical. And and I, I didn't think I was a stressed out person. I don't get anxious. I'm not that hype, hype type. But what I found was that in my very type A personality of being very driven and goal orientated and just pushing through stuff. Mm-hmm. I've just worn out my little adrenals. <laughs> and they were they were like cause, causing me to have high cortisol levels, which was making me sick. Right. And and so I needed to address my personality and because I thought if you told me to slow down, I'd be like, yeah, get real. I'm on a mission, like time short. I've got like work to do and I need to make money and I need to help people and save the world. And I know. <laughs> That's exactly where I go to. I was really supposed to save the whole world. That was my plans. So when I heard this, the words slow down, I thought they were dirty words. I know, me too. <laughs> when people say that, I'm like, yeah, just go do something. I got things yeah. to do. <laughs> but what I found, Jane, and this is this is the alchemy, the success or the depth of it is determined in the slowdown. And it's not that you do less. It's that you become more. Hmm. And you can only become more when you just take a pause and go inwards 
and and make sure that you're still on track and that you are focusing on the joy of life mm-hmm. and you're feeling that joy and that you are connected with your body. Like I was so in my head that when I would experience negativity or, or something sad happened or would made me angry or anything, straight away I'd just go straight to my head. I would analyze it. I would put a like a, a positive spin on it and just tell myself to suck it up, princess, and move on. <laughs> and yeah, and that's I can be how like I that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, not like that all the time, though. I have to admit, sometimes I just like <laughs> cry it out for a long time. So yeah. yeah, and it's it's um it's in that when we feel our emotions and our feelings in our body, and we we stand back and we observe, we don't get attached to this story of it because mm-hmm. that just brings up more and more emotion. We can we can become like a person that's just observing the mm-hmm. feelings that we're feeling because our feelings just want to be acknowledged and expressed and then let go. And I wasn't doing that. I was holding them all in. And that leads to disease and illness. Right. But, you, but I think the, of, thing, yeah. the thing you're saying, though, about – I'm sorry to interrupt. The thing you're saying about yeah. – um, observing is such a huge thing. I mean, that makes yeah. all the difference because then you can you can learn that you don't have to hold them in because you can you don't have to feel them and like get lost in them, but you also don't have to hold them in if you just watch them and let them go. And that's yes. that's a big shift for people. Everybody listening, read up on <laughs> that. Read up on observing. It's big. Yeah, it's it's awareness. It's it's um, having that awareness of of where the tightness is in our body, where we're holding that energy, where we're breathing, where there's a tingling or muscle pain or or anything like that. We can breathe into that, and and usually when we just soften and go within, we get this wisdom that we we can't get when we're so overstimulated. The wisdom comes through and it gives us the exact answer that we need to the question we're looking for. Can you give me an example of that? Because you mentioned that before we started recording and I was like, oh, I hope we talk about that on the call. So give an example of how that worked for you once because I'd like to understand it better. So I was so fixated on, like we'd spent a lot of money on the day spa and retreat. We'd We'd only really been in business for four years. It was still young. When I was forced, literally, I couldn't work. I was forced to spend lots of time in bed and and everything. When I actually tapped into that, the tightness and the fatigue, and I started to learn what that sounded like, what came out was it's time to move on. And I'm like, no, that can't be right. Mm -hmm. But what was inside of me that was yearning to be expressed was that there were other things I needed to do. Mm -hmm. And having this this business was was chaining me and I could I it was sort of like becoming something that that I couldn't move away from. And and there was I there was a book that was in me that I really wanted to express and there was um the all the website my blog and everything and so I didn't I I didn't know that was there until I until I just paused and and went within and these this started to 
to bubble up out of me. And so within, um, I guess, 12 months, we'd, we'd got that property had sold and, and we'd moved on. But um, if I didn't listen to that, I just would have got sicker and sicker. Mm-hmm. We can't heal when we're blocking what is um, is trying to come forth from us, for blocking our spirit. Um, so, yeah, there's so many things that, that we suppress and we hold down. We, we don't really listen to, to the, the deep inner wisdom that's within us. Everything we need is within us if we just learnt what that sounds like, what our inner voice sounds like. Well, sometimes when people start something as exciting as your day spa that you did, and they have all that excitement within it, and they're so proud of creating it, and they have the, you know, the awards and the customers and the guests and all of that. There's this, I think it's hard to believe, to believe you can walk away from it, that there's more, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, Whoa, I did this thing, I created it. It's. I think that's not the way we're trained. We're trained like you start a business and you have it forever. And so I think that's changing a lot for sure. But you look at like an artist when they create a painting, right? <clears throat> they create it from beginning to end and then they're done with it and they move on to mm. the next one. But I. But it's been the, the practice or the habit for businesses that you try to stay in them forever. And I see more and more people doing that where they do this thing for a while and then they do that thing for a while. And those people are happy because <laughs> they're not chained to it. They, they finish their yeah. painting and move on, you know? Yeah. And, and some people do find what they want to do for the rest of their life and, and do that. And that's great. Mm-hmm. But for those that, that need diversity, that need change, that want to experience different things, the belief that you have to stay in something for, for the rest of your life, that's a soul killer for those people. Yeah. Especially um, on the high, if you're on the high, if it's super successful. Yeah. People are yeah, thinking, yeah. Well, why would you stop that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and for me, I, I guess I have the belief that I've achieved my goals mm-hmm. and, and now I'm like, okay, I'm ready to move on. It wasn't like I've achieved goals, so now I'm stuck because I have to keep achieving the same goals and mm-hmm. and everything. If it was just a mindset change, it was a mindset shift. It was like, no, I can now go and experiencing something else and and have different goals and and so it's it's for me it was freedom. Well, right, and it's so fun to do that because now you take all the things that you learned in that experience. And they integrate into the new thing that you create in a new way. It's, about, it's the most fun. That's the most fun to play. That's the way to do you, it. Yeah. You take all those life lessons and and then you package them up and put mm-hmm. them into the next thing that you do. And, and the next thing will even be deeper and and it will have a life of its own, but will it will you won't waste as much time making the mistakes that you made previously because you'll have learnt your lessons and there'll be different things to learn and different mistakes to make and mm-hmm. everything. So, yeah, it's it's the evolution of life, I call it. It's so fun, though. And, you know, I saw on your site you have something called a virtual retreat. And I was yeah, I would I, love to hear more about that. And I, a question popped up as you were saying that. And, and, again, these just come up to my mind as we're going. So, there's been no prep, so if you don't have an answer, it's okay. <laughs> no. But I was thinking, what what was one of the the lessons that you learned through the spa experience that you feel you know just was perfect for what you're doing now? Like brought you something that was special that you brought into the new work. I think um, just off the top of my head, it was whatever I'm going to do, I'm going to do 
to the best of my ability and and do it with the big picture in mind. Like um, with the spa, as I mentioned, I had that big picture in mind because I'm a visionary. Mm-hmm. I, I can see the what I want it to look like, but then I have to work backwards and start from where I am. Mm-hmm. And and that can be a blessing and a curse because sometimes if the vision is so big, it's like, well, how the hell am I going to get there? Because you don't know the steps to get there at the beginning mm-hmm. necessarily. So um, the spa was was a vision. It was a baby. And, and I really took the time to say, this is serious. This is a business that I'm creating mm-hmm. and I'm going to do it right from the start and I'm going to, going to put my guest first. So I want their customer experience to be ultimate, mm-hmm. to be something that if I went to a retreat and spa somewhere around the world, this is what I would expect or what I would want. And and I have really high standards when it comes to things like that. So my standards are really As high. Yeah. <laughs> if so, you're paying money, then right. you want to you expect that you get value for that money. Exactly. And, and so it's the little things, it's the little wow things that add up. So when I'm creating my projects now, like my book and the virtual retreat, I have the big vision for it, but I come back to what is the customer experience mm-hmm. and what would I want from it and and how do I make that work? Because I'm in a virtual w- world now. I don't have a, a, a client right there with me mm-hmm. and I can't feel what they're feeling and stuff like that. So the virtual world is a bit different. So now I have to really put my head on how do I make sure that they're getting the customer experience and the value from what I can offer from the start in the setup, in setting up the website, mm-hmm. uh, in setting up all the infrastructure. Um, so, so what is it like? What is the experience like in a virtual retreat? This is new for me. I haven't heard of this before. Yeah, so um, it launches in January. Okay. Um, so I'm still putting the final touches on it. Um, so basically, I have create. I've taken the concept of of my physical retreat with the holistic lifestyle, the health and wellness, the longevity, the um, the mindset and the personal growth and everything, and I put it in an online format. So you go into a um, a virtual hub, so to speak. In each room, you can get meditations and guided visualizations. You go into the next tab, and and that's our room where you can get yoga and do yoga on with, following along with the video. And then you go into another room, and you get the the seminars and the workshops on health and wellness and personal growth and spirituality. And then there's another room that I call the Alchemist Kitchen, and that's where you can cook up some really cool alchemy things. Oh, that <laughs> I love that. I've been watching some of the things that you post as far as foods and ingredients and things to include for our body. I don't even know what they are or where to find them. <laughs> and and it, but I'm I'm really interested in that because I feel like what you know what am I missing that would be really good to integrate into what I'm what I'm trying to do now with with nutrition. So yeah, absolutely. And the whole thing is is bringing back or awakening that alchemist within, and and transforming our, our lives, the parts of our lives that don't necessarily work the way we want them to work. We can absolutely transform transform them by 
such subtle things but mm-hmm. such profound things as well so that's what I want to communicate is in our foods I'm not into diets um, I'm not into necessarily stopping what you're eating but adding these these um, foods that um, actually produce help you produce longevity so they're superfoods and, and medicinal mushrooms and super herbs that that I learn about in my wellness journey that actually restore our our energy so in Chinese medicine there's three types of, of um, energy there's the um, sh- um, qi which is our life force and then there's our jing energy. So the jing energy sits on our kidneys. And that's like the energy that you need to get to round 12 of a boxing match or something like that. That's what <laughs> so the endurance, the endurance yeah, energy. Endurance. And then there's our shen, which is our our light or our spirit, the, the light that we shine out to the world. So there's actually in the mushroom world and in the um, herb world – there's foods that actually are conducive to to building up those three energies mm. and they build up our life force from the inside and um and I just grew to love them like I have these mushroom um teas at night Mm -hmm. and people think oh my god yuck that's gross (laughs) but it's just like a hot chocolate because I put raw cacao in it Uh and and um it's like this smooth silky hot Mm. chocolate that that's just full of mushrooms but it tastes really really good it sounds really weird but I can totally understand how you know (laughs) like that that's the that's the thing that has been really a shift for me. Um, you know, I grew up on the standard American diet and my mom was a, a phenomenal cook. I mean, she made really great full square meals with all good things all the time. And I think in my own adulthood, I was making a lot more, um, you know, packaged things or just like really routine things, pastas and things that were just, mm. you know, not really super healthy, especially for me. And as I've changed my way of eating, it felt really awkward for a long time because I didn't mm. know how to prepare the things that I learned how to prepare easily. I was now making things that were really different and, you know, much more nutritious, but it would take me, it would be, it would be clumsy in the kitchen. And just finally the past few weeks, I feel like I've been making things that are new and tasty and super ultra healthy. And I'm like, I think I'm finally finding my way to this, which is so <laughs> good. So I can't wait to see what I can integrate from your site into that program. Yeah. I mean, that's, I'm excited about that. Cause again, these were things I've never even heard of, like ingredients yeah. I've never heard of. Chaga mushroom and Hoshiru and ashwagandha. Right. right. Yeah. Where do I get those? Oh. <laughs> Am I going to have to come to Australia for those? Or no, they... <laughs> you, actually, you actually get them more in the U S than we're easier than we do here. Oh really? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I can, that's all on my, um, on my website and everything and in my book, but, um, that I was going to come back to when we're changing our diet, it, change can be the hardest thing to do and it, it does take a little bit of time and commitment and to to feel comfortable within that change and to make it a habit. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, when I was introduced to, to this new world, I, I became a vegetarian and, and then a few, le- few years later more so a vegan and, and I was putting in all these weird foods and everything and it did take time to find 
the foods that I like to eat. Mm. So it was a lot of trial and error and I did chuck away a bit of food when I thought that's disgusting. Right, but right. it's just a, um, I started to look at it as having fun with it and saying, oh, well, that didn't work. What would I put in it to make it nicer? So it mm. might need a bit more um, spices and, and herbs or it might need a bit more salt or I don't like this so I'll put this and just changing it around and, and having fun with it was where I started to learn to actually love it mm-hmm. and, uh, and look forward to the time in the kitchen where I got to love on my body, to put in my body so much live um, food and nutrients mm-hmm. that help me feel good because, Jane, when you're when you're burnt out and you're stressed out and you're just just tired, it takes such an effort to have a dream or to have the energy to get in the kitchen or to look after yourself. Um, but then when you start to get that energy back and and that that little spark of passion ignites again and and you start to have the energy to maybe have a dream again it feels really good in the body and and so it's um you really want to keep going and want to learn more and and everything and so it's been a really good journey for me oh I bet the experimentation can be so fun it's just Mm. again everywhere we can look at life and have it be a game or or playing playing is probably a better word I think that's then we're doing something right don't you think absolutely absolutely so so you've always lived in Australia have you are you a native yes always lived in Australia I was my my life story was I was born and and raised in um, a housing condition estate in this little country town called Ballarat Victoria Mm -hmm. and um, it was nicknamed the ghetto and so um, it was. It had a very bad reputation. It, okay. was, it was quite rough. There were gangs and everything. Hmm. Um, and so that's that's where I grew up. We didn't have a lot of money, um, and and so I learnt to um, be street smart and and um, I guess get what I want from an early age hmm. um, through using tenacity or um, or. Um, if being cute, <laughs> um, I just use that word today. Tenacity that that as I um, I got the jack out of the car, out of the trunk of the car to jack up this this huge piece of furniture I had to move so I could get sliders under it because I didn't have any muscle around from people to help. I'm like, that's not stopping me. <laughs> so I woke up this morning in my head. It was like, oh, get the jack out of the car. If it can jack up a car, it can jack up that furniture. So. Yeah, tenacity is a good thing. Cute helps too. Cute is definitely helpful at the right times. (laughs) Yeah. So, so, yeah, I was never sort of given a free ride in life. I I had to fight for everything I got. And I think that's that's also contributed to to me burning out because – it's, it's great to be tenacious and to fight for everything and to like make it happen in your own strength. But when you live like that 24-7, you can't sustain it. It's mm-hmm. just going to wear you out. So you need it for that time to, to, to like just get over the edge but mm-hmm. then come back to the softness in your body. But I just lived like that because that's how I survived. That's how I grew up. And, and there's a story that I tell of our 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 suburbs were divided by this main street. So on one side was the ghetto mm-hmm. and on the other side was middle-class suburbia. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. And I would walk um, down that street in the middle of the road and, you know, the broken white lines that divide the road. Yeah, yes. Yep. Yeah, so I, I call it my broken white line story. So I'd walk down that broken white line and I'd look on on the left and there was middle-class suburbia and I thought everything good was on that side mm-hmm. and everything bad was on the other side. Mm-hmm. And and I thought like I, I embodied that ghetto mentality in my self-worth and my self-esteem and I thought I had to move move and get on the other side for anything good to happen in my life. And even when I did grow up and I left and um, I still took that thinking with me. So I still created in my life the poverty with the money and and the, the poor self-esteem and the bad relationships and everything. It wasn't what I come to realize was it's not geography. It's, it's about the mindset of thinking that everything good is on the other side of the broken white line. And I had to just come to realize that that my own self-worth was not what I had or what I did or who I knew. Just the fact of being alive was all the self-worth I needed, was the gift of, of life. Mm-hmm. And I really had to learn about that and, and the self-esteem. And, um, and when I started to change those things about myself – myself my life my outside life started to change as well and good things started to come to me and and um yeah but I had to get rid of that ghetto thinking I would have never guessed that was your background (laughs) really so I think you clearly did that I mean I would have never guessed that because for the listeners we were on video before we started um we're on audio now obviously just audio but we had a really good long chat before and like there's nothing that conveyed from you that you had that sort of childhood. I mean, I think we go through what we need to go through, though, to get to what we're supposed to do later on in life, don't you think? Absolutely. I believe that there are no mistakes. Um, I was brought into this world to experience revolutionary transformation. I believe that. Mm -hmm. But it's not a wimp's journey. In order for me to experience great wealth, I have to experience great poverty. In order order for me to experience like self-esteem, I have to experience the absence of self-esteem and to go through that to, in order to, 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 to have the alchemy to change that is um, what I've experienced in life. And while they've been some of the hardest times in my life, I wouldn't change them for everything because they've made me, they've shaped me and made me who I am today. And it's, it, I see them as blessings. I don't see them as, as, as anything but blessings that I was able to experience in this lifetime. Well, they're, they're the catalysts without them. You know, and catalysts can be, you know, remarkably great experiences and they can be horribly traumatic experiences, but either way, they're catalysts. And that's what mm. we need to have our own personal spiritual alchemy occur, don't you think? Boy, I say Absolutely. don't you think a lot. I really need to come up with a different phrase. For <laughs> no, I do think. I do think, James. <laughs> do you agree? I agree. Okay. Um, so taking a turn here a little bit, one of the things I would love to know about is there is there something new that you're curious about in your world, um, different from, you know, the focus you've had here with stressless uh, living and your spas and 
um, nutrition and longevity. Is there something else that you explore, beginning to explore that's kind of new? Um, yes, I love learning new things. Um, and, and I guess one of the new things that I'm learning is how to manifest with the moon cycles. Oh, that's a good thing to yeah. talk about after we just had a new moon two days ago that slammed yeah. me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was it a good one for you? Because I'm in this um, little group on Facebook called New Moon Tribe, and lots of people were saying they could, you know, right when it happened, like it was, it, it, you know, the time it happened, they came on later and said, oh, did you feel that more amazing energy shift? And I said, I just had to take a nap. <laughs> what What's wrong with me? Yeah. Did you notice anything? Was it was it a big impact for you? Not this one. The previous one, the the super moon oh, got me big yeah. time. Yeah, that got me big time. Um, so it's 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 being aware of how you're feeling around that time, isn't it? Because I was so unaware of how the moon does play um, does have an impact on our energy and and it's it's when you're feeling that tiredness that you you just acknowledge that and just take some time I call them sila moments um, so sila is a word that's in the bible in in the hymns and it, it means that sort of like a pause at the end of of something great or um, so I call it a comma in our life mm-hmm. so we need it's it's what happens in the pause of our life that determines our greatness because that's when we come back into into that alignment um, into that um, that that synchronicity with life, mm-hmm. and we can we can create from that space instead of doing it all on our own. We can co-create with with the creator with life, and and it's that happens when we have the pause. So the power is in the pause. Is that what you're saying? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not that you pause all the time. It's just a comma. Right. I mean, that, and that's it. That's all I did that day. I took like an hour nap, let out yes. a lot of emotions. And then I went, okay, well, let's get on. Let's get busy now. Let's do some stuff. But it just that's was blindsided. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You've got the virtual treats coming up. You've got the book that's out already, The Stressless Revolution. You've got your blog. What else is, what else is on the horizon? What are the, what's, what's the next big thing? Um, well, for me, the next thing is is launching the the retreat. But I plan to have lots of mini retreats within that retreat. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's I, I want to make it a, a hub where you actually go to slow down, and and it's in that um, slow down that that um, you can experience, um, I guess come back to your center and mm-hmm. and feel what it feels like in your body when you when you are soft when you are slow so i've got my first retreat is called the modern day alchemist retreat mm-hmm. and that's all my little alchemy tips about how to unleash that inner alchemist and transform your life and have the life you really want to live but without all the hustle and the hype and and the push push it's how did how do you create life from that from the the space of of slowing down and, and being soft and, and and enabling life to come to us rather than we go out and make it happen and push everything and and every the biggest thing i learned with my adrenal fatigue was that there is a different way to do life. I can mm-hmm. just sort of 
remove the blocks that prevent life gifting me with everything that it wants to gift me because I do believe life has our back and I do believe that it has so many gifts out there for us but we block them from trying to control everything because we think we know best and and we block them from from just the push push of everyday life and the hurry hurry and so it's it's about teaching people how to just soften and allow life to come to us and that we can create from that even greater success than we've ever, ever dreamed of. What a great way to end in this conversation. It's great advice. I mean, that it takes some of us a long time to get to that realization. Yeah. Like it's taken me all my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I correct that too. All of your life so far, all your life so far. So how can people find you on this retreat that's launching in January? You want to give us some of that info, the sites and that sort of thing where they can look you up? Yeah, so my website is karinastevens.com. Um, do you want me to spell that or you'll have it on I'll have thing? it. On, yeah, I'll have it on yep. there. We'll be good. And my book, The Stressless Revolution, is, is on Amazon and um, it's on my website and everything if you're in Australia. But if you're in the U.S. or anywhere else, there's, it's on Amazon. Um, so yeah, they're the, probably the two I've got my Facebook page, but you can get the link from that from my site and Instagram and everything like that. So we do lots of, um, sort of motiv- motivational, inspirational stuff with, with the superfoods, as you would have saw mm-hmm. on Instagram, we like to, um, educate through social media as well and create that real tribe of, of, um, people that are out there making a difference in the world, but doing it from a a place of ease and flow and joy. There's so many ways to connect with people. That's that's what I love out there. And and your Instagram feed is great. I'm really enjoying it. So I think um, I'm going to be signing up for a virtual retreat. I think we can already tell that's happening because I want to learn how to be an alchemist, a modern day alchemist. But it has been such a pleasure having some time with you and finding you and discovering what you're doing and uh, I kind of wish I was there with you because it's winter here and it's summer there <laughs> where you are. That would Whenever be much nicer. Whenever you're in Australia, come and visit me, Jane. <laughs> uh, definitely. And, you know, people say that to me all the time and they're going to be really surprised when I start showing up at their door. <laughs> so where, what part of, like, Australia is huge, like the United States. Um, what part of Australia are you in? Is there any, like, uh, landmark you can give us to say it's by here? So everyone knows where Sydney is. We so it's do. on the eastern side, yeah. So if you go 12 hours north in a car, <laughs> you'll get to me. We are in a place called Byron Bay, and it's it's um, a very touristy beachside town, and we're sort of 20 minutes inland in, in a beautiful um, hinterland valley and everything like that. Mm. So um, we're sort of just before an hour before the border of Queensland and New South Wales. So it's it's a beautiful, energetic place, Byron Bay. It's got lots of um, energy happening around it. Well, I suppose that's why you ended up there, right? And I suppose that's why I'll be visiting there now. Boy, I've got to make a list. I think we're going to do like a worldwide tour. Like a, anyone who wants to join the Pilgrimage of Glistening Particles worldwide tour that will be coming at some point here in the future. Let's say t- 2017. Yeah. <laughs> yep, definitely. Well, thank you again. I really enjoyed our conversation. I've loved it. I don't want it to end. <laughs> I know. I know. We can do another one after the virtual retreats kick in. We'll come back again. Cool. How about that? <laughs> that 
That would be awesome. Thank you so much, Jane. It's been a pleasure and a delight. Oh, same here. Have a good rest of the day. Okay, you too. Bye. All right, bye. I didn't even want to get off the call with Karina. I was having so much fun. And and truth be told, I think we talked for about another half an hour afterwards. So the thing I took away the most from her was the whole idea of slowing down, that that's where we really can find our way through the tough times instead of just pushing through as hard as we can. I loved her quote where she said, it's what happens in the pause of our life that determines our greatness. I hope you found that too. It's definitely something I will be taking a closer look at when I feel like I'm pushing hard against resistance. Maybe it's time to pause and listen. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to having you here again on Glistening Particles.